We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pleased to welcome in a, a special edition of the pod this week, and uh, we're going high school. We're going with the top high school players in the country, and uh, who better to talk to than the number one player, Chad Holmgren uh, and Paulo uh, Benchero, uh, two guys that I've seen, uh, love your games, love how hard you play. You're very different in your games, uh, but I don't. how many times have you guys faced each other, Chad? How many, how many times have you guys gone up against each other? Uh, I think we played against each other at this uh, all-star game type thing down in Atlanta. Um, I don't think we played at MBPA, did we? No, I think, uh, yeah, just the uh, all-star game in Atlanta. But at Elite 100 and MBPA, I don't think our teams even played. So, How, how cool is it to watch each other? Because your games are so different. Um, but you're both the, – the thing I love about both of you guys is how hard you both play. I mean, that, that to me is something that can't be taught. I think I've told both of you that, that I, I just respect you guys, especially at the high school level, for how hard you guys play. But you have such different games, such different body builds, uh, everything like that. How, how much do you guys, Paulo, what do you like about Chet's game? Yeah, no, nah, I, I love Chet's game. Uh, you know, just being able to be as tall as he is, he's the tallest person, I mean, every court. And just being able to be so skilled and then being able to change shots the way he do. You know, when you go in the paint and you see Chet, you know, you definitely second guessing whether you should go up or not. So just those two things. And then, yeah, the, like you said, um, how hard he playing and him not ever being scared from, you know, every time I see him play, you know, he's talking mess. He's, he's you know, in the game. So that's probably my favorite thing. Chet, what do you respect? I mean, when you see Paolo and, and, He's big, he's strong, he's athletic. You're both versatile, but what is it that stands out the most? Yeah, uh, a lot of things he just said uh, about me, same for him. And then, uh, like you just said, the versatility, uh, being able to especially move uh, at his size uh, and have have the whole package, uh, high post, low post, bring outside, the jump shot, uh, pretty much can do it all. I want to know what, what it's been like, guys. I mean, for me, this past summer has been – brutal in a lot of ways like the rest of us right I mean I'm usually at the Peach Jam uh, I'm usually in Vegas uh, I go out as much as I can in the summer to see 
as many of you guys as I can and, and get to know you guys before you get to college and in the NBA. Um, but what, what has it been like for you guys not getting that opportunity to be on the circuit again in the biggest summer, really, of your, of your high school careers? Uh, Go for me. Uh, I mean, it was a bummer, you know. Before I was committed, I was looking forward to playing in front of coaches one last time. Um, and then just the fact that, you know, I thought we had a really, really good team this year. Um, I've been to PGM my, my previous two years on the uh, circuit. And uh, we didn't, we hadn't, we hadn't made it to the final eight um, in either of those two years. So this year I thought, you know, we had a really good shot. We had a really good team. Um, so that was my probably biggest bummer was just not being able to go to PCM and compete in the UIBF. Chad, what, what did you do this summer? Like I didn't go out because college coaches weren't able to go out. And honestly, my wife would have killed me if I tried to travel this past summer. So I didn't get in a plane. I didn't go anywhere. What did you guys do? Yeah, it, it was definitely rough. Uh, like Paula said, not being able to get out there one last time uh, and kind of, I would almost call it a farewell tour. didn't get to have it, but um, I mean, you got to find the blessing in every curse and it's definitely, definitely been great for me to, to have the extra time to really work on my body uh, and, and focus in on my game uh, to even the littlest detail. So you gained like 30 pounds, right, Chet, in the offseason when everybody saw you? Gained some weight. <laughs> <laughs> you look, I can see it. I can see it right here, Chet. Right here. I'm not to flex on the camera. <laughs> you don't want to embarrass Paula, right? Oh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> what What did you do, Paula? Like, where, where were you? Were you playing every single week, just not in front of coaches? But were you out consistently playing, more local? What, what were you doing every week to, to stay, you know, stay sharp? Yeah, um, now nah, I've only played in two tournaments this year for AAU that have been recent. But right when, uh, you know, the virus kind of first hit and everything got shut down in March, um, we had just lost the state championship on that Saturday. And then school got let out on, I think, the following Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, school got let out and I was right back in there. You know, I was motivated coming off that loss. Um, and so I've been in the gym. Um, and then, yeah, just over this time, you know, a lot of, you know, Seattle's a great basketball town. So a lot of college and pro players have been back, you know, with the virus, just been at home. So I got a lot of, you know, good, good workouts, good runs in um, during this time. And uh, yeah, definitely bettered my game over this time. Yeah. I saw you not, not long ago. Remember I was out in, uh, I was out in Seattle to see a, a UW game, went to uh, on that Friday night, went to see you, got there a little bit late. It was raining out. I decided to walk from dinner uh, first time in Seattle, by the way, first time ever. And I uh, decided to walk from dinner to the game. I get there, I don't know, like five minutes before it's starting. It's packed. Uh, O'Day's playing Rainier Beach. And uh, and I'm standing out there waiting to get in with one Jamal Crawford. And mm-hmm. everybody knows Jamal's like out there. There's like security. There's the principal. Everybody knows Jamal's out there. And I'm like, all right, Jamal, like get us in. Like, like you're Jamal Crawford. You can get us in. And I have so much respect for him because ne- not once did he, like, say, I'm Jamal Crawford, like, get me in there. He just waited. We missed the first half together. We missed the entire first half. He never complained. And uh, and we walked in for the second half and ended up seeing the game. And and uh, I thought it was just really cool that, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, a superstar like Jamal Crawford, especially, you know, in Seattle, who's yeah. bigger? Not yeah. many, right? Nobody. 
Is he yeah. like that generally, Paul? Is that him most yeah. of the time? Nah, it's it's it blows me away just because, you know, just for the little bit of I guess fame you could say I have, you know, when little kids come up to me, you know, I try and say yes, but even me sometimes, you know, I gotta go or I gotta do something. Jamal, I've been with him a couple of times and he'll stop and take thirty pictures and sign sign whatever, you know, he's just so generous. Which blows me away just because, you know, that a lot a lot of times, you know, it seemed like that can get annoying and stuff, but you know, he just, he just, whether, you know, no matter how he's feeling, he seems to just do it every time. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, all right. So we'll, we'll start with, with you, Paolo, in terms of you committed uh, to Duke on August 20th. I think it surprised a lot of people, right? I mean, where did people think you were going? Um, a lot of people thought I was going to Kentucky. Uh, a lot of people thought I was going to Tennessee, some Washington, um, which, I mean, that, you know, I, I I loved all those schools, um, but a lot of people made it seem like, you know, I, I wasn't talking to Duke and I just chose them, you know, out of the blue, yeah. you know, which really wasn't the case. You know, I just kept everything pretty quiet. Um, you know, there wasn't really, I didn't really talk to a lot of analysts and, you know, give them the drop on, you know, where I was liking and stuff like that. So a lot of them, you know, assumed that Duke wasn't in the mix and stuff like that. When really they were in there the whole time, I, you know, they just never really got, you know, a hang of it or a hold of that. So. It surprised a lot of people, but for my family and um, you know my close close people, you know they they had already kind of knew I was I was loving Duke. Did you get a chance to visit all those schools? I assume most of them, if not all of them, before you know when you were a year ago when you were when you were out on the circuit and stuff like that, or or was it tough because you didn't have a chance to get all the information? Like that's the part I feel bad for you guys about is. Um, it's not only a year where you get to take center stage on the, on the AU circuit, but it's also a year in which you can get a lot of information by going on visits. Like right now, you know, Chet would be going on, both of you guys, I mean, if you wanted, would be going on official visits to football games and they roll out the red carpet for you. Uh, it, it's kind of what you wait for, right? I mean, these, they, those are the times. So where were you able to go and how hard was it to make that decision to go to Duke without having maybe as much info as you wanted? Yeah, uh, nah, my junior year, I actually used all five. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of asked me why, but, you know, I just wanted to, and it ended up paying off because this happened. Um, so I, I actually visited every school that I was seriously considering I visited, besides Washington, but, you know, Washington's Washington. I've been there a thousand times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I got a chance to visit everywhere. What What was it about Duke? Before we asked Chet and grilled Chet, you and I can grill him together on, on his <laughs> You'll have fun now, now that – you're not being grilled, but you can, you can, yeah. I'll actually yeah. turn it and you can ask Chet the questions after we're done with this. Okay. That'll be fun for you. Yeah. Um, but what was it about Duke? Yeah. Uh, you know, Duke, it was just, you know, when I got there, like, it was just like the, the feel when I got there, like the campus, I love the, the, the practice gym. Like it was just a feel, you know, when I got there and then, um, you know, being around the staff, um, you know, them all being former Duke players um, just really, you know, shows that it's really family oriented there and everybody there got your back. And um, I just really felt like, you know, after talking to him, even after my visit for that next um, following months, you know, that I could trust them um, and just talking with the coaches, you know, they didn't just, you know, they weren't yes men and they didn't just pump me up all the time. You know, when they come watch me play or when we would talk, you know, they would give me things I, I got to work on and I got to get better at. Um, before I was committed, you know, just while I was still in the recruiting process, they was just being honest with me and, 
you know, I really liked that. And, uh, yeah, over time, Coach K was by far the most um, active head coach in my recruitment. So that played a big part. Um, And, yeah, I just loved it there. That's impressive. At 70-plus years old, to have that type of – right? I mean, you don't think. You think once somebody hits 70, they're going to take a step back and let the assistants do most of the heavy lifting. Uh, One one before you hit Chet, uh, who's the better player right now, Nolan Smith or John Shire? Did you play with him or no? On my visit, I, I uh, went against. Uh, I had a shooting contest with John, so he got he got a, he got a strap. But he can shoot. He can shoot it. I don't he know. Good. I don't know. We're going to see when I get there. All right, all right. I'm I'm going with Nolan. I'm going with Nolan in that matchup. I think <laughs> I think Nolan's got more left in the tank than than Shire. I think Shire's gotten a little old and fat. Don't <laughs> tell him I said that. Uh, all right, your your turn, Paulo. Here you go. This you've waited for this forever because people have grilled you forever on your recruitment. All right. This guy cut his list to seven back. When did you cut your list? Chet? Like June. June. It's been a while. So you're still at seven. I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to ask you anything. I'm going to let Paulo go after you now. Come on. Let, let Put your journalist hat on here and go after Chet. And let's figure out who he really likes. Oh, man. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to just ask the first question. Uh, would you would you say all those seven are still involved, or you're still seriously considering all those seven? Uh, I'd say yes, and it kind of depends a lot on whether I can take my visits or not. Because uh, I haven't visited all the schools on the list, and it's it's hard to you know kind of go somewhere you've never been, uh, you've never like seen the environment and stuff. Uh, so I'd say at the moment, yes. Uh, depending on the decisions of uh, the NCAA and stuff that could change. Yeah, you visited Zaga, right? Yeah. How you like it there? How I like it there? Yeah. Uh, I de- I definitely had fun on my visit. Uh, uh, nothing but good things to say. Uh, everybody knows my guy Jalen. Uh, committed there. He's out there right now. Uh, he's telling me good things. Always in my ear about it. Uh. And like I said, nothing but good things to say. Yeah, my AAU teammate's going there. He's committed there as well. His name is Caden Perry. Yeah. He was going to play with him. He's I play with him at USA on my team. He just he dunk everything, block everything. Really? Monster. Where Chet, where else have where have you not visited? Of those seven, I'll read off the seven quickly. Gonzaga, you visited Minnesota, obviously, being a local kid, you visited plenty of times. Uh, Carolina, Memphis, Georgetown, Michigan, Ohio State. And I know you visited Ohio State, correct? Yeah, so I've never been to Michigan. Uh, I've never been to Memphis. Um, I went to UNC for, like, a really quick tour in, like, eighth grade for the CP3 camp. Uh, But other than that, I haven't really visited there. Uh, I did an unofficial to Georgetown um, before the MBPA camp last year. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, I went took an official to Ohio State. You got anything else for him, Paulo, or you want you want me to pick up? Oh uh, no, that's it. I don't. No, you don't. Yeah, I don't want to grill him too much. You, you don't <laughs> I don't blame you. I know how it feels. You don't want to answer all them tough questions. I know, I, and you and you get them. The worst part is, guys. Listen, I, I'm. I don't. I don't do as much with with high school guys as I used to more college and NBA, but when I'm there at some of these events, I hear guys and it's the same 
question. What I've always said, what you guys should do. Go ahead, Chad. I agree with you. You'll have five different reporters come up to you. Like, they'll line up to talk to you to ask you the same questions. Like, they can't just put the microphone up. No, what you have to do, what you have to do, and you should, we, we should make a rule for everybody now. Just put the, the schools you're considering on, like, my name is Chet, and the schools I'm considering are, and you just list them. And nobody will, nobody will bother you. Like, you'll have most people that are just be like, all right, whatever. Like, all I need is a school list anyway. I'm not going to bother talking to them. And then you can, like, just hang out and chill with your boys at these camps and whatnot. So that, that's my idea. I, I never – I was never that guy that really just went up and like school list, school list, school list. It was more to me. Um, I always felt like, like it was cool to get to know you guys. Like I interviewed Kevin Durant when he was 15 years old. I, I think I was the first one to do a national story on him. So it's like, that's the fun part of me going out in, in, in the summer and seeing you guys and watching you progress through high school, through college, um, into the NBA, hopefully. Um, and just seeing kind of being able to talk about that too, not only on the court, but like Kevin Durant didn't say anything uh, like, like he was super quiet until he got really to Texas and then he started opening up. So you guys are way, way ahead of him in that department. Not even close. He was super quiet. Um, all right. So Chet, what's, what's, give me the timeline at least. What, what's the timeline look like? Any idea or no, not with everything going on. I don't have anything like super specific, but depending on if I can take visits or not, it'll probably, if I can take visits, it'll probably end up being like early spring, probably right after the season yeah, uh, or towards the end of it. If I can't take visits, it'll probably end up being more uh, midwinter-ish. Uh, Are both of you going to school? Like, give me, give me kind of the school and team update right now, Paul. I'll start with you and like, are you going to school every day right now at O'Day and are you going to play is the season supposed to start on time or no uh for us uh every day is online I, I we haven't been to school um and then uh for the for the season we're supposed to start in january i believe is when we're supposed to start like first practice uh so and then i think we'll start like mid or to end of january like first game um and it'll just be conference games and then state tournament um so yeah that's really it what about you, Chad? What are you, what are you, school, what are you doing? Yeah, we, I mean, it's kind of, there's a lot of different options uh, depending on the student and their situation, but uh, most students are doing like a, a hybrid type situation. Uh, they put a lot of rules in place, uh, spent a lot of money uh, to get, to get the school ready, environment ready for, for this year. And then as far as the season goes, I couldn't tell you yet, but it'll probably be something like what Paulo said, uh, end up starting later, probably sometime in December, and then just do conference and then uh, state, uh, like, sections and, and uh, state finals. Um, an interesting one that I don't know if you guys have given much thought to, but I wanted to get both of your thoughts on this. Name, image, not likeness. You guys are going to be the first – the first class to go in to make money playing college basketball. It, it sounds crazy to me. It really does. And, you know, NCAA is trying to figure this whole thing out. And they talk about guardrails. Guardrails are the big word uh, of the day when it comes to name image likeness with the NCAA. We don't know what those guardrails will be. H- how much have you guys talked to people about this? Because 
from a social media component, you're going to be able to make money. Uh, who knows what it's going to be sponsorship wise. Like our coaches talking to you this as they were recruiting you and, and kind of where's your head at. Just give me kind of your thoughts on, on, on maybe what to expect if you've been educated on this at all and, and are thinking about it as you kind of head towards college. Start with you, Chet. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had conversations with uh, multiple coaches about it. Um, but, I mean, they're almost as in the dark as we are because, uh, like, nobody really has any rules set for it. So nobody really knows. But, like, the general idea, uh, the bigger the brand of the school, the bigger uh, endorsements end up being. Um, and I think it's definitely very important to allow uh, student athletes to, to profit off themselves uh, and become their own brand. But at the same time, uh, you got to be able to manage that and not let it get in the way of uh, basketball and, and, and your job, really. You excited for this, Paula, to make some money playing college hoops? Like, it just, again, you'll be the first ones. You'll be the kind of the guinea pigs to, to how this thing's going to work. Yeah, uh, when I heard, you know, when they said it, you know, it definitely was, you know, exciting to see. Um, as far as, like, you know, talking to my, my people and stuff, my mom, you know, my mom was a college athlete, and she had been, um, you know, saying that players should be paid since I was a little kid. I remember saying that she's been, you know, real uh, vocal about that. Um, but at, like Chet said, you know, like I, you know, my parents would talk to me about it, and you know, I always tell them, you know, it's that's good and all, but I just don't want it to ever, you know, get in the way, you know, my my basketball and you know the angle, which is trying to get to the NBA, you know, when I can make real money and you know, then kind of focusing all that. But while I'm in college, you know, I want the main thing to be, you know, basketball because that's what I'm, what I'm there for and all that. It is hard. I mean, you think about it, like you don't know where the, the, the um, opportunities are going to come, right? Like I've said it, you know, how much is it going to be on recruiting eventually? And that's going to be illegal. The NCAA is trying to make it illegal. Uh, but let's face it. I, I've, I've kind of just thought it through and said, well, if, if I'm a head coach and I got a buddy of mine who owns a car dealership, well, why can't I just tell him to, to offer you guys, you know, basically to have something already in place, right? And, and, and say, hey, once you get here, I'm going to make sure you got a $100,000, you know, opportunity here for, to do some ads, you know, some commercials for this car deal. It's it just, again, there's so many questions to be answered with this right now. And um, you're right. Like, you're going to have a lot coming at you and, and the hardest part is going to be trying to stay focused on, on playing the game. And that's hard enough as a college freshman, right. To acclimate yourself and make sure you're, you're, you're playing as well as you can. And to have all this other stuff now thrown at you to try to figure out, it's almost like, is it all worth it? Depending on how much money you're making, right. You're going to have to decide that. And maybe you have a family member handle most of this stuff because you guys shouldn't, honestly, you probably shouldn't be dealing with it. It's going to be, you know, a lot on your plate while you're trying to figure all the other stuff out, get better. Uh, all right. G league program. I think five guys went this year led by Jalen green, Isaiah Todd, Dacian Nix. Those were kind of the headliners. Uh, they're throwing around pretty good money. 500 grand, 500 grand. That's pretty good money, right? Uh, they're working out. Uh, in California, I don't know what it's going to look like this year because honestly, I don't know if there's going to be a G League season next year. It's going to be interesting, right? Uh, I assume they'll still find a way to work out, 
but they may not play as many games or anything like that. Um, you guys give any thought to that, that pathway program, or are you pretty much both locked in to going to college? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, definitely going. I'm not going to, like, say 100% going to college because, you know, anything can happen, but 99.9% chance I'm going to college. Uh, you know, I thought about it, but, like, I just – I honestly didn't know enough about it. Um, and then college just seemed like the right path for me, so. Paulo, you with him? Yeah, I'm, I'm committed. I'm locked in, so. You're going to Duke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, you know, my thought on that is to each their own, right? It's another opportunity. It's great because you don't have to necessarily go overseas now. You know, you can, you can make some money and you don't have to leave the country. So I, I love it, and hopefully they'll get good coaching and all that. My only thought is, and even for a guy like, like Jalen Green, like how much are we going to talk about him this year? Like how, how much is he going to really increase his brand this year playing in this G League program? I'm not going to talk about him at all. I'm not. I mean, I, listen, I didn't talk about R.J. Hampton all last year. It's like out of sight, out of mind, right? I mean, he was overseas. Um, so I feel like you go to whether it's Duke, uh, you know, obviously where, wherever you end up, Chet, like you're going to be able to build your brand a lot more in college and the other thing I'll tell you guys is, and I went to school at Arizona, like, it's a pretty good time in college. Like, it is. You guys have seen that, right? I mean, you've been on college campuses enough. It's like the last stop you're going to have without a ton of pressure on you. You get to hang out with your buddies. Where with this G League program, I don't know, is it just like five of them? And then you got a bunch of guys that probably are in the G League um, if the G League goes off next year that, are, that aren't your age. You know, you got guys that are 26, 27 years old. Some of, I, I don't know. I just feel like, again, I'm glad they have the opportunity. But I just feel like you can build your brand so much better in college and uh, the social aspect, everything. I don't know. It sounds like I don't have to convince you guys at all that you're you're all in. Um, but how, how many, like some of the other guys that you you guys hang out with that you talk to, um, are there a lot that you think are going to end up going this G-League route or no? Well, I think it's only going to really be three, four, maybe five each year. Uh, but I think uh, – I saw Mike, uh, Mike Foster is considering it. Uh, Jabari Smith is considering it. Um, I don't know who else is considering it, but uh, there's probably a couple others in there. Um, yeah, I think – I think there'll be a couple for sure, um, and I don't blame them. Um, but, you know, for me, you know, I grew up watching college basketball and stuff like that. So, you know, it's always been a dream to play on, you know, Super Tuesday and all that stuff and stuff like that. And then on top of that, you know, we'll be able to make some money. So um, That's true. That's what people don't realize. It's like the 500 grand is zero right now. And it's not zero because you still have the stipend and, and, and some of those things, but basically 500 is zero. The gap will be closed. I don't know how much, you know, can you guys make 50 grand? Can you make a hundred? I, I have no idea. Has anybody kind of told you what they think you could make next year or no? Have they, have, has anybody given you a figure of potentially you? All right, Paula, go ahead. What's the figure you've gotten? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, through the recruiting process, I've had, you know, coaches tell me I could have six figures in my account by the time I leave and stuff like that. And, I mean, I just don't know how true that is. Like, maybe that'd be great, like, if that is possible. But, 
you know, like, you know, they just, you know, they're just trying to tell you a lot of stuff. So they want you to go there. some wild numbers. No, that, that definitely sounds like a, uh, attainable number, six figures. I mean, it's, it's a lot of money, but if you think about it, it's not that much money. And then depending on who you are and, and where you end up going to school, if, if you're at, uh, a smaller D1 school, you're probably not going to get the same as, as a perennial AP 25, uh, school. Uh, and then on top of that, how marketable are you, uh, your social media following, uh, et cetera. Uh, it kind of just depends on who you are. So some of the people that are watching this have never seen you guys play. I probably should have started with this if I was actually a good reporter. Uh, but, but we'll get to it now. Break down your games. Can, can you, do, do either of you know each other's game well enough to break down the other's game or should I have you break down your own game? I could probably break down his game. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, versatile, uh, I'd say sticks mostly to the three, four, uh, uh, kill you on the glass, uh, work high, low, uh, pretty much anywhere in the paint, uh, Good footwork, uh, gets the jump shot uh, with fluidity, um, uses pump fakes, ball fakes, uh, can take you outside if you're bigger and slower, uh, runs the floor well, uh, get it off the glass and push it uh, with the pass of the dribble, uh, pretty much uh, pretty much whatever you That's pretty good. I like that. I like that. My yeah. comparison, Paulo, and tell me if you've heard this one, Chris Weber? I haven't heard Chris Weber. For me, like, it's interesting because I think my play style varies from who I'm playing against. So some people may see me and say, oh, he's like Carlos Boozer is one I've heard. But then some people see me play and be like, ah, he's Tobias Harris or he's, uh, you know, something like that who more handles it and stuff like that, you know, because it just kind of varies. You know, in high school, I'm bigger than everybody, so – I'm going to just get down low because that's easy buckets. But in AAU or a better competition, you know, I got to be craftier and find more, you know, creative ways to score. So it'll be something else. You can handle, you can pass, you can score in the post. I, I mean, I just, I, I think, and I say this to everybody, when you're a killer on the court. Like that, that's what I say about you. I just think that you have that mentality about you. And, and that versatility, like Chet said, um, that's something you don't expect when you first see you. You don't necessarily expect that versatility to be able to handle it like you can to be able to shoot it from the perimeter. Go ahead, Chet. What are you going to say? say? My comparison yeah. would probably be like a, a prime Paul Millsap that's more athletic. Yeah. Well, all right, your turn. Millsap, too. Yeah, that's one person I heard. Go uh, ahead. But yeah, for Chet, my breakdown would just be elite shot blocker elite um, on top of being able to be an elite shooter from the outside, um, being able to be a ball screener or come off ball screens, either one, um, being able to pass out of doubles, you see over the defense, um, killer mentality, you know, he's not timid at all. Um, and then also kind of like an underdog mentality. Um, obviously he's number one now, but a year ago, he wasn't, and you could just see that every time he plays that he has that, you know, that that underdog mentality in a way and just has a chip on his shoulder. Um, and then just being as, as fluid as he is at seven feet is ridiculous. Uh, you know, for me, I've never seen a seven-footer being able to 
in and out, double behind the back, Steph Curry, and then go dunk it. Like, when I seen that, I was, like, shaking my head. Like, I really was like, what the hell did I just see? But uh, – You weren't alone. Trust yeah. me, you weren't alone. <laughs> yeah, so that's – that's mine. I was like, what I have to do? What's that? I kind of thought that to myself after I did it. Too. I like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? what did I just do? Yeah. Well, it's funny because you look at you – and again, what do you weigh? What, what, what did you weigh last time I saw I'm you? Gonna, Go ahead. I'm gonna be brutally honest. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I was anything over like 178 last year. Oh my god. Yeah. And what are you now? You 190? A little over 190. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, that's the thing. When you, you know this, you deal with it every time you step on the court. Before people got a chance to know you, right? It's they're looking at you like, come on, really? Oh yeah. Like, right. Oh yeah, I've gotten it all my my whole life. I'm just this tall, skinny white kid with with long hair, uh, and I mean the being white part of it. Like people are like, "Oh, he's soft." Like yep. it's not that sweet. <laughs> when 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 do you have like? I've talked to a bunch of white players about this. Like they got to come out and 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 even have more toughness because again, especially somebody like you, where you're 178 pounds. Um, it's a different ball game for you. Is that, does that have to be fake toughness at first? I don't, I don't think I've ever really faked toughness. I mean, cause to a certain point you can't really fake it. Um, just, it, you always just got to think if somebody hits me, I'm gonna hit them back. Uh, and, and don't always wait to get hit first. Sometimes you got to hit somebody first. Uh, that's, that's just how I've seen it. All right. So uh, let, let's finish out with, I gave you guys both a little homework. Did you do it? Oh, the top ten? No. Oh, you didn't do it. Check. Come on. Give you a little homework I'm and you forget. I'm better on the spot. All right. All right. Let's do it. We're going to start with one. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of go through it, all three of us. Um, number one, do we all agree it's LeBron? Yep. Yes? All right. Who, who we got at two, Paula? Who you got at two? My list right here, I got Kawhi at number two. After that? Even, even though he choked. <laughs> even though he choked. I ain't going to lie. I didn't drop him that much. I didn't really drop him at all because it was one game. Yeah. It was like it was really like one half, basically. But I don't got him number two. All right, all right. I had him number two also before, uh, and and still hard to move him much. I mean, he's still a killer. He still plays in both ends. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't pretty. Definitely wasn't pretty. Uh, all right. So who do you got at two, Chet? Uh, I got a healthy Kevin Durant at two. Yeah, I'm with you. I think about that. Uh, my list was everybody playing right now. I would have had KD definitely at one or two. Um, and right, I would so have had, had Curry in there too, but everybody yeah, on my right, list. Right, let's count there. those two. No other injured players. All right. No injured players? Other than those two. Other than, those other two. than KD and Steph? Yeah. Well, there's nobody else that should be on it anyway. I mean, you if you try to put Kyrie on it, I might hang up on you guys. I got him at 10. Kyrie now or Kyrie in 2015? Man. Here's my problem with Kyrie. Listen, Kyrie on talent should be in the top 10. Kyrie, when you include everything else, I don't have him in the top 10. I think one-on-one, top 10 easily. He is. I don't don't know about top 10. All I'll say is the Celtics with Kyrie didn't get the conference finals. Without him, and Kemba's not as good. We can all agree on that, right? Kemba's not as talented, but, man – I don't know. Kemba's just got the intangibles. And the big thing for me with the Celtics is Kemba allows Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to be them. Where Kyrie, I don't think, ever did. I think Kyrie wanted 
himself to be the guy. And Cam and Gordon Hayward are great for the Celtics because they don't care. They don't. They, they're not about themselves. They're about team. Anyway, that's my 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 rant on Kyrie. Um, all right. So, uh, all right. Where, where where are we at? So we're at whatever. Some some combo of LeBron, KD, Kawhi at one, two, three. We all agree with that. Uh no. But you drop Kawhi lower. You drop Kawhi even lower. Who do you got in front of him? Uh even though Le- uh even though Giannis kind of choked a little more. Oh. 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 <laughs> Uh-oh. Um no, nah, I got I got Giannis at 3. Even though he can't shoot a jump shot, I got Giannis at 3. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. That's fine. All right. Uh All right, so you got Again, we got uh, – I'm, I'm trying to write them down as I go. All right, so so four for both of you guys. Four. Who do we got? Kawhi at four. Kawhi at four. Who you got? I had Giannis at four. I had AD at three. Okay, AD at three. Giannis at four. Got it. Uh, five? I got AD at five. Okay. I got James Harden at five. Ooh. Ooh. All right. I don't know about that one. Yeah. I might fight you on that one a little bit. I love – I mean, listen, there's nobody like him offensively. I just think, again, talk about chokers. Mm, yeah. Just Every hasn't really playoffs. done it in the postseason. Every playoffs. Every, play. Every playoffs. Every playoffs. Um, now, again, listen, when you got a 6'4 center, it's hard <laughs> to in the playoffs, right? I mean, P.J. Tucker's the toughest dude in the NBA other than maybe James Johnson. But, I think uh, it would have worked if they had uh, – anybody that could shoot instead of Westbrook. Yeah. Well, that's – no, you're right. That combination isn't great, right? I mean, Russ is such a freak, plays so hard. If he could just be a, a consistent shooter, it would be a different deal. Uh, all right, let's keep going. What do we got, six? I got Dane Willard. Can't argue with that. Somewhere in the top ten. What do we got yet? You're trying to think on the spot now. You said you were good on the spot. I'll throw Dame in there at six. All right, Dame at six, seven. Curry. Curry, seven, okay. Yeah, on my list, I got Jokic in there at seven. He he boosted himself over these playoffs. You know who's boosting himself more than anybody for me? It is, and I'm not putting him in the top ten, but I'm saying who's boosting himself more than anybody probably in the bubble is Jamal Murray. Yeah, nah. Damn. He's been unbelievable. I never thought he'd be this. Donovan Mitchell, too. Yep. Donovan Mitchell, no doubt. All right, Joe Kitts, what do you got? Chet? Uh, what are we at, eight? Nine? Mm-hmm. Eight? Um, See, if you had done your homework, you'd be all right here. Now you're going to get yourself into trouble. Should have. Um, right. I'm going to end up just saying a name and sound dumb. But... Who's he forgetting? Paul, go go next, and, and you'll you'll save him from embarrassing himself. I got Luca at eight. Yeah, I, I got I'll, Luca higher. I put I put Luca at eight, Jokic at nine, because Jokic can't protect the rim at all. But he Bro, was, don't play no D. You don't play no D. Don't play no D. <laughs> play no D. I got Luca higher, guys. I got Luca like like yeah. like ahead of Harden. Like, like I got him up there. I do. I got him up there, man. He just. I don't know. He's coming too. He's coming. Yeah. No. He. No. There's no doubt he's going to be top three in two years. No doubt. He's going to be an MVP in a couple of years. Yep. Yep. All right. So what are we at eight? 
Still at eight, nine. Go ahead. What do we finish it out? I got Tatum at nine. We're at we at nine. Yeah, no, I got I got, I got I got Jokic at nine. Luka at Jokic at nine. Okay, I agree with you on Tatum. I got Tatum at like nine ten. However you want to you listen. I've been the card-carrying member of the Jason Tatum uh, fan club since I first saw him sophomore year of high school at LeBron camp. Like, I just think. And now we're seeing the Tatum that I saw back then, believe it or not, was kind of more – the first game I ever saw him, he was kind of more of a point forward. And uh, and we're seeing some of that passing ability now. But, man, um, that block by Bam Adebayo, by the way, was insane. Insane. I knew it was coming. As soon as he drove, I, I yelled at my TV. I was like, block party, because I knew he was going to do that. I was, he wasn't getting dunked on, that's for sure. I was I was gonna try and slim uh slide uh Jimmy Butler in there somewhere, but I, I couldn't quite make it fit. Yeah, I think he's outside the top ten. I think yeah. he's somewhere ten he's to twenty. He's a great leader. He's a great leader. If- Which is crazy because he hasn't been. He has not been a great locker room guy in Philly, in Minnesota. You know, in Minnesota. What was the reputation of Jimmy? It wasn't great. I mean, I liked his reputation. Because he played hard, he got the bad. I, mean, I think, yeah, I think he, I think he's a good leader, but just the way he leads didn't fit Minnesota and it didn't fit Philly. But I think in Miami, he has a bunch of you know hard nosed players who, yep. you know, they they well, feed off of his energy. They they're willing to listen because they're they're young. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You need the right culture for Jimmy Butler, right? You need you need a group that's going to work their ass off, that's going to play a similar way as as him, and you know, drag. You can just tell, all Bam Dragic. Tyler Hero, they're just tough. Jay Crowder, yeah. About it, everywhere he's gone, even if they didn't like him, they were a lot better with him. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, so what do we got? Ten? Are you, who are you putting at ten instead of Jimmy? Oh, I wasn't gonna put him in there. Uh, I, yeah, I'd probably go Jason Tatum at ten. Okay. All right, who fills out your top ten? Paula, what do you got? I'm not, I'm not Kyrie out of there, and I'll put Joel and B in there. Ooh, interesting. That's yeah, interesting I, I like the top three, it's hard to go with 10 because there's just too many people that could right. fit in there. A lot of guys. I mean, we haven't mentioned probably a bunch as well that, that, that can be, you know, Donovan Mitchell knocking on the door. Yeah. Brad Beal. Brad Beal knocking on the door. There's a lot. But like you said, the top five I feel is is not easy. But, but again, you got to have LeBron. You got to have Kawhi. You got to have um, KD. AD. Uh, AD. Yeah, Giannis, right? I mean, it's it's fairly easy for the most part. So what what else you guys got going on now? What, what just school, online for one, in person for the other, some days, and just kind of working on your game as much as you can to stay sharp. That's it. Pretty much nothing else to do. You watched all the TV shows you could possibly watch by now. Are you out of them, like me? I don't really. I don't really watch TV. No. Not a big TV guy. Just watching. Hoops every night? Uh, yeah. I watch mixtapes or play Black Ops. That's pretty much all I do. Really? Really? You don't even watch – you won't. You don't watch much NBA playoffs or you do? You watch some? Or, yeah, yeah, like mixtapes, like basketball in general yep. and, and Black Ops. That's all I do. I don't watch movies. Uh, anything else? Yeah, not really. What else do you do, Paula? You watch anything else or no? Just hoops? Yeah, I, I play I play a lot of video games when I'm, when I'm at the house. And then I, of course, watch basketball. Um, and then hopefully, you know, we're not in school, but uh, they're trying to get the football season started in the fall. So, and I think the governor just said, like, he said, I think he said it's up to the WIAA now 
Really? He's giving them kind of permission, I guess, to choose whether they want to have a season or not right now. So I kind of hope there is football season uh, just because ain't nothing else to go do. You know? No, there's not. There's not. It's, I mean, it, listen, to me, I'm just, we just got, while we're on this, taping it, what's today, Wednesday? Uh, the news broke. Uh, I did end up breaking it, by the way, Gus. Uh, November 25th, start date. Yeah, November 25th is the start of the season. Uh, I put it out there early in here because I knew if I didn't put it out, I knew somebody would break it before me. So, um, but like, I don't know if we're going to be allowed. You know, it, it sounds like ESPN and Disney, they're going to have a bubble down there in Orlando uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm hoping I'm able to go and, and, and you know. For college? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're having some Mohegan's son up near where I am in Connecticut. They'll probably have 20 teams. But again, you don't know how much you know, media going to be allowed, not allowed into practices. It just, it's all, and it's all crazy. It's just moving. And uh, hopefully by the time you guys get to college, at least everything will be uh, normal. Uh, but I want to see Kay Cunningham play this year. I want to hmm. see him at Oklahoma State. I, I think, he, I mean, talk about a killer. He's a killer. I want to see a lot of people play. Me too. Me too. I, we will. I think there'll be a season. I just don't think it'll be a full 20, you know, 30 game season. I, I think you'll, you'll have like you've seen in football, some teams playing, some teams not. Um, so anyway, listen, I, I appreciate you both joining me. This was fun. Um, hope it was not painful for you guys and you had a little fun and we'll do it again. All right. We'll do it again. We'll check in with you guys during the season and, uh, be safe and, uh, you know, enjoy, uh, Enjoy the the light load in in school. I assume I assume it's light for both of you this final year, right? Yeah, I definitely didn't take too many AP classes. <laughs> well, you're smart, very 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 smart. And, and Paula, you gotta make sure. Just make sure you keep those grades up, you know, to get into Duke. All right. Oh yeah, for sure. No uh, no uh, SATs this year, so that's right. No, we're, for either of you. Don't have to yeah. worry about it at all. And they announced it for last year. I was like, please. please <laughs> My daughter's a junior, so she's just hoping it, it extends a little bit longer to next year. I told her, I'm like, they may not look at them as much, but I think they'll, they may take them at the end of the year. So anyway, all right, listen, uh, appreciate it, guys. Be safe, and uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thank thanks you. You got it, guys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.